You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, and new civilizations to boldly go where no man has gone before. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me. Well, I just had to play the theme music to Star Trek because, well, we had a Star Trek experience and what a week this has been. How many of you caught Captain T. Kirk going out into outer space, a place to boldly go where very few men have gone before? I watched the actual liftoff with William Shatner going straight up to the ethers, and I watched him return. And while he was 63 miles above Earth, and while everyone was experiencing weightlessness he stood at the window looking out and he wouldn't move away from it because he was so mesmerized by having a personal god moment just by looking back at planet earth upon his return he expressed through tears his wonder about the light to darkness as if he was experiencing life and death while looking at our planet and seeing planet earth he realized how fragile it really is with just a small layer or veil or ether separating everything in our atmosphere and space i do believe that god was expressing himself to shatner and shatner was listening with his heart that we can't exist without our planet so we must take care of it wow this was a powerful moment for me as well it was one of the brightest moments we have experienced for many 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 years forget everything else right now let this serve as a brilliant lesson of reality creation of the law of attraction now I was in the 7th or 8th grade when Captain Kirk came on TV with this delicious theme song. Each episode made you step out of your day-to-day realm and let you start creating from the imagination and the power of the mind matter to create your future. And this week, we witnessed William Shatner experiencing what he was physically playing about 55 years ago he did it and this was huge he went up 63 miles captain kirk manifested 
this reality. But you know what? We helped him. We all believed he would do it. We never doubted it. So last week, Captain Kirk took us with him. I watched it as it happened, and I couldn't stop watching it. You got to ask yourself, would it have happened if we never saw Star Trek? Well, maybe, maybe not. But the show laid the groundwork for the creation. As a matter of fact, they had one episode in which they showed that the mind and thoughts people created actually came into form. It was right there for us to grasp. So it's no wonder why law of attraction people gravitated toward Star Trek and why Star Trek people gravitate towards the law of attraction. And yet, we did believe it would happen someday. Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock were the starting point of our belief in tomorrow, in our future, in our children's future. Say what you want about Jeff Bezos, but I love the fact that he and Elon Musk are creating that bridge to other worlds. It's time to go where no man or woman has gone before. In this year of 2021, we're going through a pandemic illness. It makes you think, if we can go to outer space, why are we making such a big deal out of COVID? We are so powerful. Look at what we have created. And then ask yourself, why are we settling for less? We should not do anything less than creating a world filled with wonder and joy and excitement. Truly, we all believe that soon COVID will be gone. And it will be. Why is that? Well, because we are magnificent creators. It's not the pharmaceuticals who will remedy the situation, nor the government. It will happen when we choose to stop creating it to affect our lives. All I can say is, thank you, Captain Kirk. We all needed that trip to remind us how powerful we are. We can create anything in our non-reality and bring it into our existing reality. Now, let's get on with life because we are, my friends, magnificent creators. Believe and you shall receive. Tonight we're talking to a terrific lady by the name of Janice McDermott who wrote the book The Healing Mind and Mind Magic which also has a terrific workbook with it. It's about streamlining the power of the imagination via an 18 step-by-step progressive guided imagery lesson and I think you're really going to get something out of this week's show so I want you to pay attention I'm also going to tell you that I did not know Captain Kirk was taking off this week in a rocket ship but now I know the reason for Janice being scheduled to come on my show this week by this time, I should stop being amazed how the universe puts everything together to get this message out there. 
So please invite your friends and family to listen and learn. You see, this is how we truly are conspiring with the universe to create exactly what we need and when we need it. Planet Earth and the Starship Voyager are truly magical places, but nothing holds the flame as to the power that we have inside of all of us and what we can create. After all, our minds create the matter, and we just saw William Shatner do the exact same thing. And he went 63 miles above the earth. That's no small feat. Never forget the power of the law of attraction. We're going to take a fast break, but then we are going to be back with Janice McDermott. You're going to love what she says. Stay tuned. Introducing a self-healing technology that is pioneering the era of quantum healing, Scalar Light. Try it free for 15 days. We offer a remote healing experience that is 100% safe and natural. All we need is your photograph. Some of our programs include pathogenic cleanse, chakra balancing, and nutrient therapy. Try Scalar Light free for 15 days. Visit our website to learn more at scalarlight.com. Well, welcome, Janice, to Love Attraction Talk Radio. I am so thrilled to meet you. I love this book and everything that it allows us to do for ourselves. It's called Healing Minds, and it is really, really terrific. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your recognition of that. That's great. Well, it truthfully is allowing us to decipher what's going on with us. I mean, we're with ourselves 24-7, so it means that if we just simply pay attention, we can learn how to really be our own counselor, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. That's what it is. It's like how to become your own therapist. And it takes you through the steps that a therapist would go through. You know, those hidden secrets. Yeah. You don't know what the therapist is thinking or how they're, you know, coming to their decision for the next thing. And so the book takes you through the whole step of it with the things to do, you know, at each step. If this is a step that bothers you, then here's what you do about it. If you are at this point, here's what you do at that point. So you truly are facilitating your own healing. Yes, yes. It's how to be your own therapist. Yes. I love this. I love this. So so how did you get to this point? Did you recognize the need? Is this something that we, um, having gone to therapists like I have, yeah. have, did you recognize that some of the stuff that we could really do on our own? Oh, we can do it all on our own. If we have the tools, we have the insight and the tools and the patience with ourselves, we can definitely do it all. You know, so we have to be willing to take the time, give the attention and engage ourselves in this process. It's like an adventure within yourself. And it's a bit uh, of uh, self-discipline as well, because you're really learning about yourself 
Yes, but I like to call it curiosity. Ah, Sometimes yes. self-discipline is a little like, oh, no, you know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so, so I like a curiosity. It's, you know, get curious about yourself. Like, what, am, what is my process? What am I doing here? How did I get to this point? Let me back it up and see what I did to get right here. You know, where did I go awry, so to speak? And so often we react to what is happening in the now instead of going back and really deciphering. Well, like you said, how did I get here? Well, well how, do I, how do I prevent myself from getting here again? <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's kind of like being that way. It's like when you get lost, you know, you say, well, here I am. Where did I take that wrong turn? You know, let me go back and correct this. Let me do something different the next time I come. I don't get lost every single time I come down this road. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, now talk about the steps that you take the people or the readers through. Uh, Like the first step, how do we engage ourselves into understanding? I mean, it just seems like we've got all these voices going off in our head. And how, which one do we really sit there and pay attention to? We pay attention to our body first. Ah, what's my body doing? Where's my tension? You know, where's my breath? Am I holding it? Am I getting adequate, you know, filling of my lungs, my diaphragm in action? And when I think I'm relaxed, let me just take a little deeper. Where does my attention want to go in my body? And be curious about that. Be curious about where your attention wants to go. Because there will be some place you don't just pay attention to yourself and get nothing. You will get something. Sometimes it's in your toes, you know, curling in your shoes. Sometimes it's your diaphragm. Sometimes it's a shoulder tension in just one shoulder. Or maybe you just kind of half smile. Are you, you've got this neck thing or the center of your back. So you begin to pay attention to those things. And I'm a Gestalt therapist, which is we're in the moment and we bring the past into the present. We don't go looking for the past. The past just shows up in your present. And that's called your unfinished business. So when you have those tensions in your body, they're wanting to talk to you. They want to say, hey, you left me behind back there. I'm still sitting here in your body. And so when you begin to look at that and have that part of you talk, say, you know, you come your shoulder and you say, I am Janice's shoulder and I'm trying to hold up her whole life, you know, because she pulls up me up all the time when she's a little anxious. <laughs> so you have a, you have a dialogue like that and uh, you begin to get self-realization. But there's always a beginning, a middle, and an end to everything. So you either have a a long phase of it where you have a beginning, and it seems like it's in the beginning and the beginning and the beginning before you get to the middle, or it can be really quick. So you just look at where's the beginning, where's the middle, and where's the end? Where am I starting from? When will I have the most energy for it? And when will I be finished? So it's really amazing that our bodies will recognize it first. Well, it recognizes how we're limiting ourselves. Yes. Because everything is managed, comes through our body. You know, our, our love and tension says that, you know, 
it, we're here. It's out here. It's out here. We all can feel it. You know, it's all out here. It's all ours. We have all these possibilities. But those possibilities have to manifest in the world through our body. Yeah. Yeah. Not just our mind, but our body with our mind and our emotions. So it's really interesting you're saying that because in the law of attraction, we always put it to our mental capabilities and we often ignore what our body is telling us. So this is a very powerful lesson for all of the listeners right now. We need to totally understand what our body is talking to us or trying to tell us. Right. Wow. Because if if we don't connect with our body, it never gets manifest. See, nothing manifests in the world except how we create it. And we're creating it physically and mentally and emotionally. If it doesn't have an emotion with it, it won't get created. So we got to do our part. It's not just like magic, you know, that comes in here. Darn it. (laughs) It can feel like that, though. Once you start doing your part, things show up in just a magical way. It's just there pretty quickly. And just like I got just with you. I mean, you just had an email that from an old email that had been canceled address that showed up with me. And then here I am doing this. <laughs> like, oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> so, so, uh, it, this, is, this is so important for us to understand. So it's just not our mind. It's our entire body. Yes. And that's what we have just not focused in on. So I want you to elaborate a little bit more. What does this mean for us? And, and where are we going to, what do, how do we understand our body? Well, we understand our body with an emotion. See, because there's going to be an emotion, mad, sad, glad, or afraid, is the energy that drives our behavior and our creativity. So you're gonna have mad, sad, glad, or afraid in a muscle or a place that gets your attention. It couldn't have, it may not be um, shoulder tension or muscle tension. It may be this, this wiggly feeling in your abdomen or a really sad feeling in your heart that gets your attention, but still connect to your body. And so then what does this mean for me and my energy field like I had a a woman who's interested in having a baby but she's so interested in having a baby she has it so concretized that the law of the universe doesn't have any possibilities it only has that possibility where if she said I am opening to the universe for having a child in my life at whatever way the universe wants to present it, well, there's lots of ways she could get that. You know, she could inherit it from some relative who's unfortunately died and left children, you know, or that she could uh, be a foster person. She could have more than one baby when she gets pregnant. If you just don't focus it on a baby, you could have triplets, you know, or more babies, (laughs) lots of babies. So we have to not be so designated to one thing, embrace our 
excitement about creativity um, and, and just the surprise that the universe brings us. You know, that is so true because I've always wanted to have children, but I never had children. But what I manifested is five grandkids that nice. I didn't birth, but my goodness, they are my babies. Yes. Well, now they're old babies, but, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but the, so I am a mother and I have been a mother to them. I practically raised these kids. Yeah. yeah. So it's amazing how manifestation does take effect when you have this strong desire, the emotions, yeah. just like you were talking about, it will manifest something. Yes. And for me, it was fantastic. It was wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. And see, with um, our internal critic that we have, we limit possibilities. Oh, yeah. You know, so we have to be really careful that subconscious thinking that we've got. We have to really notice that, you know, that like, well, that's never going to happen to me. Or like, I've been working with the law of attraction and nothing happens. See, the critic begins to come in there. We're not being open with an emotion and being willing to have success through adventure and excitement and not know the answer to the whole thing. We're going to win a prize and don't know what the prize is. So then our step four. This is such a great, great subject that we're talking about because it's answering a whole bunch of questions. I can just hear the questions in my <laughs> mind. Um, so we have to get clear on what our question is or what process we really want to happen. Or do we just put it out there to the universe and kind of walk away with it and just forget it? Well, I think it just comes to us kind of naturally, actually. Uh, we'll have an idea, something we want, you know, we can either say, I have the potential to go to a movie, you know, I have the money, the resources, the transportation to go to a movie, and I, I want to go to a movie this afternoon. So then we go to the theater, and then we look at the billboard, and we see what we want to go see. Now, that's being open to the law of possibilities. Now, if I say, well, I'm going to go to the movie but I don't have any money. I don't have a way to get there. And, I, and I'm wanting to see Gone with the Wind. You know? And it's not, when I get there, it's not playing. You know, so if we get too concrete in what we want at the beginning, too defined, I might say, too defined, well, then we're not going to get it. So true. You know, so we have to be really open to it. There's a lot of things, though, in, in like in Healing Mind that's going to tell you the process of how we interrupt that process of the law of attraction. And one of the things is we've got to be sensory aware. You know, we're hearing, smelling, seeing, really sensory aware. And we have to not be making up stuff about what we are aware of. And then we want to put the meaning of what we're aware of, like, say, a sound What's the meaning of that sound? We just heard a loud boom. What's the meaning of it? And that has to do with our education, our family, our religion, our culture, and our experience, what we think about it. Interesting. And one of those things will be what's limiting you 
It's either your education's limiting you or your family belief system or your religion or spiritual practice or your culture or just plain old experience. You know, and those are the areas where people are the most reluctant to change. So, you know, I'm used to where I live now. I don't want to live over there in another state. That's too far away. That's part of your culture, your family. You know, well, my religion believes this. Uh-huh. You know, and if I if I stop doing that, you know, well, I'll lose all my friends. So it's really hard. Or my religion doesn't want me to get a divorce. They say it's wrong. But I'm miserable with this guy. You know, he's abusive. Or girl, he's abusive. And so, but we hold ourselves back because of these, the meaning of our sensory awareness. Wow, that is so true. And then after we get that, over that hump, you know, we go into uh, formulating a want. Now that formulating the want is where you've got to be less specific and specific at the same time. Like the want is I'm hungry and I'm going to, I'm going to go bake a cake. I'd like something really sweet. Let's go bake a cake. And then you get in there and you realize, well, I don't have enough eggs for that cake, but I could bake cookies. I could do something, you know, else could create something else to eat. And so you, then you have your resources, see, and you have the process of, um, putting your energy focus into focus into something, but it wasn't specifically defined initially. See, so you're open for change in that process. Same thing we were talking about with yeah. whether you want, want a baby or you want children, you know, do I want to eat or do I want a specific thing to eat? You know? And do I want to be in a relationship with a six four guy who's making a lot of money or what, you know, we want to be general about it, not specific about it. We can be specific first and then let it go and make it general, make it abstract. So that we say, okay, whatever you want to bring me relative to this. You know, I think that is so important because you're letting go and you're letting the universe then. And the universe has the bigger picture of it all. Right. And And our our inner critic is the one that kind of causes us to mess all that up. That is a true statement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes, exactly. Wow. So. This is really good. You really are a law of attraction teacher. Well, because because you have such great knowledge about the mind and how we think the psychology of it all. And you're bringing it together in ways that I've never really heard it brought together before. So I, I think this is fantastic. You really are a law of attraction teacher. Well, because we can't, we can't manifest unless we do what you are saying. Right. It's like having, you know, we are the machinery for the manifestation. It has to come through our body. 
And we don't want to be restrictive to it. You know, we don't want to have just a little narrow spot place where a little flow of energy can come in. We want to be big, wide. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Ready to receive whatever. Well, along with your book, you also have a workbook. Well, I actually have two books. The Healing Mind is one book that tells okay. you how to become a therapist. Then Mind Magic is Mind second. Magic, yeah. Mag- Magic is the second book, and it has a workbook with it. Right. And Mind Magic is all um, guided imagery exercises that lead you to an emotional well-being, and it's designed for any age between ten and adulthood. And it's been used in schools, and you have guided imagery five minutes a day. But it, that guided imagery teaches I've a principle of good mental health. And you start with the foundation and you work up to where you know how to manage the voices in your head, you know, the hesitation you have, the lack of spontaneity all comes through just learning guided imagery exercises. Wow. And you just have, it has a script so you can read the script. And you have a five-minute one for every day, or you can put them together and use 25 minutes once a week with a group or individually. Like you could record them for yourself and then just listen to them if you wanted to. Wow. So this they've been tested in schools, and they found that schools uh, where that used them, within two weeks, the school got calmer. Uh, students said that it kept them from committing suicide. That was high school students. Really? Yeah. And uh, uh, other students said they were less likely to want to do marijuana with their friends or encourage their friends to do that. They also said that I feel like I have a safe place inside of me after this. And um, they felt more able to be, see themselves successful they didn't get test anxiety. So, you know, it, it's really a re- remarkable program in mind magic because there's not any magic to it. It just feels like it is because it's all guided imagery. Yeah. No? But to have a child of 10 start at that early age, right. it gives them such a head start in life. Right. Because then they have control. They they have control of their mind and emotions through guided imagery. Right. I had one one parent in a church in church come up to me and she says, I'm so glad that you all are teaching that in the school. My son came home the other day and said, Mom, do you know that's just what you're saying is just not right. There's only four feelings. So he says, So he taught me that there are only four feelings. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> okay, so give us the four feelings. Mad, sad, glad, and afraid. <laughs> every every word we got to represent any of those emotions can be put in those categories, mad, sad, glad, and afraid. Now, a lot of people confuse physical sensations as an emotion. They're not. You know, they'll say, I'm feeling anxious. Anxious is not an emotion. It's body sensation. Uh-huh. It's where your vagus nerve has been trained to go into fear and flight rather than into, I'm okay. So the um, vagus nerve, when it does that, see, we have to calm it down so that we can 
get it, you know, going in the right direction so we can feel peaceful and calm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. This is so fascinating. So you're taking people, even 10-year-old children, all the way through so that they can understand what the, the process is going on in their mind. Yes. In, in order to get to that peaceful place. Right. And to develop skills, coping skills. Coping Once, skills. Yeah, right. And um, how to manage worldly things, things that's going on in the world that they encounter. And not to take things so personally and to move towards success. Can you, can you give us an example of that? Which one? Um, how how a, a, a child can stop taking things so seriously? Well, it depends. You can do this uh, program over and over and over because the brain matures. Uh, you, know, so you might be started with a 10 years old and they don't quite get the last lesson like planning your career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... But they got an idea now that there is a career to go, that you plan for, that you there's planning for this. You know, I got to be ready for that. So it kind of plants a seed of expectation. Um, so, but the next year they're a little older. So when you do it again, they they have a different insight. They have a different mental experience. So they begin to be aware of their own personal growth in the process. And you can just do like even the first seven lessons with uh, somebody who's like 10 years old, where you have managed your body, you learn to breathe, you learn how to shift perception. See, a lot of times, some of the problems people have in learning is that they have not been able to shift perception. Perception, learning to shift your perception happens when you're learning to crawl. And mm -hmm. if you didn't learn to crawl, you may have a problem with shifting your perception to know what's in foreground and what's in background. Wow. So it teaches them how to do that. And then they do the seeing and imagining. A lot of people imagine a lot of things rather than actually seeing it. You know, we see somebody smile and you ask, say, well, what are you seeing? They won't say your smile. They'll say, you're happy. Well, we can't see if you're happy. You know, we can only see your smile or it looks like you would be happy. But we can't, don't really know that without asking you. Huh. So it gets to be more attention paid to each individual person in your environment once you go through this too. And then um, hearing what you hear, seeing what you see through all your five senses. Because if one of our five senses is out of awareness, we are handicapped a little bit. Mm. And my auditory is out of my awareness of the five most of the time. And so I have known, been known to go into a store where they're playing a CD, you know, for store music. Right. And I go, oh, I love that. I love that. It reminds me of something. I can't, I can't quite put my finger on it. I'm going to get that CD. And I have bought a CD and come home with that CD and realize I already had it. <laughs> Because auditory is kind of out of my awareness. You know, it's in the background. It doesn't come right up to say, oh, I've got that at home. Like visual does. I'm a very visual person. Okay, so. That's wow. How 
When we heighten our awareness with our five senses, we discover parts of ourselves that's been in the closet for a long time. Wow. And those need to be discovered because yeah. we're living half a life if we don't know Absolutely. all of our senses and, and don't pay attention to them. If we just right. let them fly by, we're right. missing half of our life. It cost me money. <laughs> this is so interesting. So, but one of the things I'd like to just say one more thing about it. Sure, please. One of the things that, that really has to be in there when this is going on is gratitude. Ah. You have to have gratitude. You know, you have to be grateful for what the universe does give you. You can't pout about it. You know, you can't say, well, that, that wasn't the right color. <laughs> I wanted it bigger. You know, I wanted to be famous. You know, whatever the thing is and, and get an attitude. You, whatever shows up is a gift. Be, be generous about it. You know, be happy about it. Be grateful about it. Be excited about it. Because it takes that emotion for the universe to make an action through you in the world takes your emotions. That's right. And we have always talked about gratitude being the power behind pushing that manifestation right. into reality. Right. But that kind of concept is kind of hard for some people because they think they got to be gracious for what it is they're wanting already. But what it is is that if you take what you're wanting, you make it abstract, and whatever you get, you're gracious for it. You have gratitude then. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, because that emotion is what brings it to you. Right. Yes. Yes. So you've got to feel how it is. Yes. Before you actually get it. You've got yes. to make it um, not physical, but you have to have it planted in your brain that this is how wonderful. Yes. Yes. It's kind of like, like if you're saying you're given a party and uh, you're expecting 10 people and there are people you like and you really want them to come and it's your birthday party or something. And there's the doorbell rings or a knock on the door and you have this feeling of excitement that comes up. Now, you don't know who's on the other side of the door. You don't know which one of your 10 guests it is. So you're not going to open the door and say, oh, it's you. <laughs> we're going to say, yay, come on in. You know? And that's what we're doing with the universe. We don't know what the universe is going to give us. But we've planned the party. We're all ready. We're prepared. We've got the potential. We've got everything going. The invitations got sent out. And now we open the door and people show up and we begin. And we're grateful that we have that sense of expectation with gratitude, not expectation with specifics i like that but there are uh people out there who are so fearful that instead they're fearful of what they're going to get because it's not going to be what they want so it's like 
they have to totally shift the way that they're thinking. And and yes. some of it's so ingrained they don't even know they're doing right. it. Right. That's their critic. That's their internal critic that's doing that. Yeah. You have fear. Fear is not going to create very much. You know, it is an emotion. It does create something. Yeah. But it's not going to create very much. And then you've got your critic probably telling you something that creates the fear to begin with. So when we develop our internal nurturer, which doesn't make any criticisms, which loves and teaches and accepts, then we get much more. And that's what healing mind, it tells you how to have that nurture. In healing mind, it teaches yes. you how to get to that place where you can yes. nurture yourself. Right. And, and do you know how desperately the world needs that right yeah, this now? Is, this is psychological nurse nurturing that it's, we're talking about. You know, it's not, well, it can be physical. We, most of us get the physical nurturing sure. part. We don't get the psychological nurturing part. Uh, our own mind yes. giving us the psychological nurturing that yes. we need. Yes. Yeah. We we ignore it. We want people to say it to us, but we don't really realize that we have to really take it on ourselves. Right. And all of us as children had some need that didn't get met. There's uh would you like me to tell you what the needs of most people are? Please. Okay. When uh, children, primary needs of children are freedom of imagination. And some people are basically afraid of their imagination. You know, they they don't they don't allow themselves to have all the things they want to imagine. They either think it's too dark or too scary or you know it's going to be or whatever. Uh, we ha don't get enough information, and so a child under ten years old makes up things that are not really truthful about what they saw or what they did or what they heard, and so then that comes into their adult life and contaminates it until it gets readdressed by a nurturing part of them. A lot of people have more need for companionship, you know, because as a child, they didn't, they lived in maybe in the country, didn't have many people to play with. And so they're wanting more companionship. So when we have an internal nurturer, the nurturer gives our inner child that companionship, that safety, for creating all of our inner child's our creativity comes from our inner child and all of our four emotions come from our inner child. Wow. And then we have some of us need recognition, positive attention, validation, and we don't get that. We don't give it to ourselves enough. See, and we have to give it to ourselves in order to recognize it when it's given to us in the world. And then we need stimulation like active engagement, you have people who just have all kinds of dreams and creativity and imagination, but have no action uh -huh. because they're not stimulated enough to have an action. And then there's understanding. A child needs to be understood. Your inner child needs to be understood. That's understood with compassion from your nurturer. Wow. This is so good. Go ahead. I have one more story I like to tell. And that's, um, I had a therapist who came to see me in Savannah. I was working in Savannah. 
And uh, he was quite good himself. And he says, I'm really having this problem. He says, I know it's going to cost, cost me a lot of difficulty if I don't get this problem solved. And so it turned out that he was about to mortgage his house to buy a boat that you could have in the ocean because you live close to the ocean. And he says, I know I can't afford it. My logical mind says I can't afford it. And I really can't. But I have this drive inside of me. It's almost like a compulsion to get this boat. And I'm thinking about mortgaging my house and buying that boat. So we did some work with that and got really deeper with his inner child heart and his inner child wanted the boat. And so his nurture says, well, what is that boat going to do for you? What is it about that boat you like? Because your inner child is never wanting something that's an adult form, like a big ocean liner. <laughs> so so the, the child part of him said, it rocks. I like the way it rocks because he could see it rocking on the water and it wanted to go on that boat and rock. So long story short, the guy got a rocking chair and put on his porch. And every afternoon when he came home from work, he would rock for 30 minutes on his porch and the desire to get that boat mortgages house went away. Wow. Because your inner child and your nurture can come to an agreement about what the child wants in a more informed way from the adult perspective, from the nurture. Wow. What a great story. You know, that makes so much sense. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we want from our child perspective, but our child doesn't have enough information to really make this decision. We have to make an adult decision from our nurture, including the child. And all of your audience could use this part. When you get ready to go to your car, just imagine that you reach around and you get a hand, get hold of the hand of your inner child. And that you're going to the car and you say, uh, would you like to ride in the front seat or the back seat? And you wait a minute and you'll get an answer. There'll be some kind of communication that takes place where it'll say back seat or front seat. You know, it'll, it'll tell you. So you say, OK. And then just you don't have to have a child carriage seat or anything. You just say, OK, let it get in the car. And then you do that two or three times during the day when you get in and out of the car. And pretty soon you will be having this open communication with your inner child. But your inner child is also afraid of you. It's afraid of your uh, critic. You know, so if you don't have the calm critic down, then your inner child will uh, be too afraid to talk to you. So you have wow. to do a little, little teasing him out. Now, you can't get rid of your critic just by saying go away because it's a part of us. And we can't criticize the critic because then we'd have two of them. Right. So what we say to the critic, the nurturer says to the critic, thank you for all your help that you've kept me alive up until this point. And at this moment, I think you deserve a vacation. So you can go read the comics in the car. You can go to Florida on a trip. You can do whatever you makes you stop what you're doing now. So the key word is stop. When the critic comes on, you say, stop. For, and this is kind of like a Bible thing. So, for he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. And that's talking about your nurture, because the nurture is the part of you that loves, that accepts, 
that embraces, that invites, that encourages. Wow, that is so brilliant. I love that. I love that. There, there's a different perspective of the inner child that I haven't heard before. And it has been around for years and years, but the way that you're describing it rings true. It's like, I finally get it. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> I think, I think everybody can finally grasp it now. Oh, well, that's exciting. That is, that's, that, that's, that's all I ever wanted anybody to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it's right there and and we can understand what we're trying to say. Now, we're we're really never really growing up. Our inner child is going to be at that young age, even if we're at uh, uh, 80 years old. Here's what happens. I mean, to get a little more technical with that part is that the part of our inner child that's left is the part that didn't get integrated. It's the wounded part. And it gets healed. Well, as it gets healed, it gets younger and younger. See, so it goes back into infinity. We, in other words, we integrate it. When it gets healed, we integrate that part. And it goes back to infinity. Well, the more we use our nurture, the bigger it gets. The more love we spend, the bigger, more love we can have, and the bigger the love gets. And it goes into infinity. Well, your inner child and your nurture are one in infinity. They're integrated in your body so that you don't have to really think about it. It takes a, it took me initially about a year of really paying attention, noticing, getting all the material I needed and having it. So it's just a part of me. Mm. Wow. It's very logical. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's a tremendous tool for people in recovery. Oh, really? Right, because a lot of recovery processes want to separate out parts of yourself as not being okay. This makes all the parts of yourself okay. Uh, oh, that feels good. <laughs> and it, addiction is a biological, physiological kind of thing. But it's also um, part of your psychology. So you're child is doing this to calm your critic maybe maybe it's the critic is doing it to get the child to stop crying you know you have to explore it but there's always a gift in there even in addiction there's a there's a gift that's being either released or suppressed some people say oh i only am funny when i'm drinking well that's you've put your critic to sleep and you've gotten your child's having a good time, but there's a way to do that without being addicted. So there is a way to do that. You can bring them out together without the um, tools that some people need. Right. And usually it's, you know, suppressed by fear or judgment that was done when you were a child. Hmm. And so that gets healed and that's how it gets brought out. So that, you know, at my ripe old age, I'm, I'm looking back and I'm saying, well, that's a lot of people that have this kind of problem. 
I mean, I don't think I've met someone who hasn't had this problem because we've been taught through all these years to simply ignore that inner child, not really give it any time or you're an adult now, grow up, be an adult. Well, even back, you're talking about it being, you know, back in the 80s, I think when it was first popular. Right. But even then, uh, Bradshaw would say, grow up, your inner child. Yeah, John. Yeah, John Bradshaw, yeah. Yeah, you don't it don't grow it up. It inter, you integrate it when it's healed. So John Bradshaw, who I listened to for years and years, and I think it was in the 70s. Was it? Yeah, uh, 70s. Um, and yeah, he was always talking about the inner child, but you never got to the point. What do you do finally? Does the child ever grow up or not? So this is what you are bringing to us is the final chapter of the interchild or actually a new beginning of it, because we, we still need to recognize it and let that child be, remain a child. Yes. And when it's satisfied, when one of those needs are satisfied to the fullest, it, it becomes integrated. That means we don't, have that need that child is part of us it has grown up so to speak or it's gone into infinity so that like our spiritual self is goes into infinity it's not practice religion is different from spirituality religion is concrete behavior thing going on spirituality is abstract and bigger and fuller and universal so that when we have that much support, internal support, the child part will get healed if there's a dialogue. And then it just, we're all of that. We're all of that together wow. for our whole self. This is so good. Um, you are incredible. Well, thank the you. knowledge that you have and um and is bringing the world right now oh my gosh it's like we've been waiting to hear this it's it's bringing the answers in well i think the answers have always been there we just didn't know how to how to access them yes and you're bringing them to us that's where healed healed the mind is healing mind mind. Mm -hmm. and that's where this is so important, but also with the workbook that we can work through everything. Yes, it takes these same steps that's in Healing Mind, and it just presents it to the listener through guided imagery. Now, with the guided imagery, do we have to have someone talk us through it, or how do we do that guided imagery? It's a script. It, ha- it has the forward to it you know that explains what this guided imagery is about why you're doing this particular one and then you have a week of five minute practices of that particular lesson there's 18 lessons so it's 18 weeks if you were doing it like as a group study and you could do it as a group I mean you could have your friends do it as a group oh yeah you know you can record the or you can just have somebody read it but if everybody wants to do it you record it and then just play it then do the exercise which are very simple you know if you've got teenagers who can do it it's pretty simple 
for, you know, everybody can do. And um, you could take that through the whole 18 weeks, you're going to have a much stronger internal system going on because it, yeah. it tells you how to dance with your shadow. You learn how to do that in there and how to integrate your shadow. Um, it, boundaries, it teaches about boundaries. Um, wow. Not feeling safe and shifting perceptions and accepting yourself and praising yourself and others. Um, so that comes through mind magic. If you're, just, if you're an adult and you want to understand how it works, then you read Healing Mind. If you just want the exercise and experience and go that route and do it with, you know, homeschooling or, or however you want to do church group, you would do the Mind Magic with the workbook. Do you give workshops? I have. I haven't done it, you know, since COVID, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, in the past I have. In fact, that's why I wrote this. I used to do workshops with people in recovery and they would always say, well, where's, where's the book for that? I say, well, I haven't written the book yet. Well, you've got to write the book. Well, it take, it's taken me a long time because I'm dyslexic and I couldn't spell. And I had to wait till computers were invented, you know, with spell check and everything. <laughs> Yeah, me too. But the universe provides. You know, it just it just does. It just you know, does. and 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 then with COVID, I've been doing online therapy, which I never done before, which is so much fun. I see people from all over the world. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's just wonderful. And then we're doing this today. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Online is it yeah. makes it makes uh, getting together easier. It does. Right. It really does. So it right. opens up the world to you. So this is really, really important. Um, and perhaps you will do um, a Zoom meeting and have a whole bunch of people and have a, a workshop. That would be my first. And I'm open to all new adventures. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I want you to stay in touch with us because I want to send people to your workshop you have it on zoom which is real easy to do um it will be people can be in their home in their comfort level place and be able to dive into what's going on with them and identify their inner child now i haven't done a group online i've just done individuals online and uh if i do it through betterhelp.com and it's just backslash Janice dash McDermott. And that gets to me on better help. Um, if you would like to organize a workshop and do the technology that involves around that, I'd be happy to do it. It's <laughs> real easy. <laughs> the it's technology is what's got, you know, I need, I need backup on that technology. It's just a flip of a switch and that's all it is, but I'd be glad to. This sounds so, it sounds so necessary for everyone to get to that place where they can free themselves up to start living their life and to actually, it opens them up to manifesting their life because yeah. they're getting rid of the baggage that is preventing them from going forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing with the law of attraction. 
We have so much baggage that we have to get rid of so that we can start creating what we yes, want. Yes, yes. And the baggage is in the background. We don't even know. We know there's some there, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, it's got, but it can come forth pretty easily. You can clean out that closet and you can learn to identify that. And then you'll, you'll be on the, that's your beginning. Wow. That's exactly what we need. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time and coming and talking with us. So I can't thank you enough. You've been absolutely wonderful. And to all my wonderful listeners, have a great week. And don't forget to ask the universe for a sign. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com. And have a great week.
Hello, hello. Okay, hello. Hello. Hi there. Can you hear me? There you. Good there afternoon. You. Hi. I can hear you now. Nice to have a face to go with that beautiful voice. <laughs> yeah. It always helps, doesn't it? It, makes does. the, it makes the conversation go better. <laughs> It's more warm and personal. Yeah, exactly. And we can get down to the nitty gritty. So nice meeting you. You too. It's been really fun. I've enjoyed all my connections with you. Oh, good, good, good. Well, we're going to be uh, talking about healing minds today. Okay. And so I'm just going to be asking you regular questions and I, I kind of like to do it just like out in without any um, preparation because there's a, a bigger impact I found. No need to be prepared. We're, we're like spontaneous having a conversation one-on-one. -on -one, and that's what the listeners like the best. All right. All right. Well, I'm with you. This is like doing therapy. I do online therapy almost every day. And so you get the new face shows up and I get to talk to people and get right down to the nitty gritty, like you said. <laughs> All right. That's what we want. That's what we want. Right. Okay. So here we go. All right. Let me make sure I'm recording here. Okay. We're good to go. All right. Well, 